0: After every lesson, I have my athlete write three things that they did well that day. So three things that they did well. Sometimes I, actually every time, I give them one of the three that I saw. Um, If their parent is there, a lot of times I have the parent tell them something that they saw that they did well, because nothing's better than getting praise from mom and dad, right? Like them being able to see things you didn't even see in yourself. It's awesome. And then I have the athlete write one thing that they thought they did well. Hey there, I'm Ashley Burkhart, owner of Ashley V Training, former D1 athlete and professional athlete in the game of softball. I even spent a little bit of time coaching at the college level as well. But now I coach athletes, and especially youth athletes, and I try to teach them the ways to become the very best versions of themselves. And I know that they can't do that without a support system that will do anything and everything to make sure their dreams and their goals happen for them. A lot of times I hear parents and coaches saying, Hey, I'm just going to dish my athlete off to you. Hopefully you can figure out what her issue is. Here's the deal. That's not how we should coach. That's not how we should parent. And I can tell you right now, I'm not a parent, but your athlete is the most influenced by you. And I truly believe that you are one of the reasons why she plays the game. And I truly believe you are one of the reasons why she plays so hard. So if we can learn From some of the greats, I'm going to have some of the best softball players, some of the best softball players, parents, even my parents and my family are going to be on this podcast sharing our journeys with you so that when the cleats do come off, you know what to say so that she can learn from her mistakes sooner, so that she can become the best version of her. And that's what we want. We want our athletes to be able to thrive and that's why we're here. So welcome to this podcast. This is going to get real. This is going to get deep. And I'm here to challenge your thinking. That's why I coach. I'm really excited for you to be here. And I can't wait to hear who else is going to be along this journey with us. Learning from some of the best. I'm going to be learning too. So whip out your notebook and let's head to the next episode. Hey, friends, and welcome back to When the Cleats Come Off. I am your host, Ashley Egel, and boy, oh boy, do I have an exciting episode for you. Um, if you're thinking about what maybe might be a good stocking stuffer for Christmas, this is your episode. If you're an athlete who needs to really, really hone in on our hitting skills, this is your episode. This is kind of an episode for anybody that plays softball, because I'm going to give you five tools that I love to use with my hitters. Um, but also some of these tools, they're not just for hitters. They're for anybody who wants to create strength. They're for anybody who wants to create a strong mental game. So you're ready to dive in. Let's just start. Let's just do this. First of all, none of these companies are sponsored or partnered with me except for one. And I'm going to let you know who that is. These are actually dream partnerships. So if anybody out there knows anybody that works at some of these places, please get me in contact with them. Some I have reached out to and not heard from yet. But here's the deal. I want to be partnered with these companies because I use their stuff and they're amazing at what they do. All right, I I am not told to put on this episode by anybody except myself. I just thought it might be nice for my audience, AKA you, to get to know what I use in the cage and what your athlete can use to help her become a stronger hitter physically and mentally. All right, so here we go. Let's dive into number 1. Number 1 are J Bands, aka Jagger Bands. All right, if you listen to last week's episode with Rachel Folden, she mentioned these and it like sparked something in my brain that I realized I used to use in college and I used to use them every day in college and when utilized They can one, help you with your arm strength, which I mean, whether you're hitter, defender, pitcher, you always need better arm strength. Um, Too many athletes right now in the game of softball are getting injured because their arms aren't strong enough. And they're trying to make their arms do something consistently that they're just not strong enough to do. So I don't care if you're a pitcher, hitter, defender, catcher, wherever you need J bands in your life. And like Rachel said in the podcast, you don't only need to use them for your arm strength. She uses them for core strength for her hitters. And she blew my mind when she talked about the importance of the core and the swing and how you can still hit the ball without your legs, but you can't hit the ball without your arms. And the one thing that's actually making that move is the pelvis in your core. Um, I was blown away when she talked about that. But basically, she does this simple thing for her core strength for her hitters where you basically take the clip on these bands You put it on whatever, whether it's a chained fence or anything that you can clip it on, and you pull, I'm putting myself on the spot here trying to talk about this, but you pull that band out in front of you and you face basically perpendicular to where the band is going and your arms are out, and you simply move side to side with locked arms and a locked core, just working on rotational strength. So that is one thing that she mentioned, and that's one thing that, again, If you play softball, you need J-bands for not just only your arm strength and to take care of your arms. Core strength is massive with these. Um, I just looked it up and I will let you know the prices of these because some of these might be exactly in your price range. Some of these things might not be, but I just looked and they're about 35 bucks. You can get them at Dick's. You can get them on Amazon. Um, You can order them in bulk if you have a team. Um, Again, I am not sponsored by them. I just really believe in their product. I still have one. Actually, it's about 10 feet away from me right now that I used to use every single day. And I believe your athlete should be using every single day. And you don't need a bat. You don't need a glove. You don't need anything but yourself and something to clip the bands on to help you with. Um, There's tons of videos to learn how to use it. I just gave you one example for your core, but there's literally hundreds of ways that you can use it to gain strength in your arms, your core. There's probably some other fun ways you can use it, but man, jbandsarethebomb.com. I will be putting the link to every single one of these things in the show notes at the cheapest price that I could find. I don't know if these brands are going to like get a hold of this episode and then boost their prices. I don't think they're going to do that. We're not that big yet, but I just want to let you know that these are the prices that I found them at um, and where I found them. Number two, the check it. So I recently put out a blog post about the Chuck it and my experience with it. The first time I was introduced to this, and yes, it is a dog toy, okay? 12 bucks on Amazon or at your local PetSmart. It's a dog toy to help you overhand, like throw a ball further, right? How this can correlate to the swing is to create barrel whip, and we want the fastest part of our swing to be at contact, Um, that contact point is similar to when you release it. If you're throwing it overhand, trying to throw a tennis ball for your dog, you want that release point to be at contact and that ball would then go up the middle. Now I learned this at Notre Dame camp, believe I was like, I don't know, 11 or 12 years old. Went to Notre Dame camp, we were in a cage and every single one of these that I tried to perform, because basically you just take a swing with it with one arm, every single one of these, I locked out my arm too early and I threw it directly across the other side of the batter's box. That simply meant that my arm was locking out too soon and I was rolling over too early. So it can really tell you a lot about where the fastest part of your barrel whip is. Um, I will tell you that I was so embarrassed after that Camp that I told my dad about it, and I'm pretty sure he witnessed me suffer through this. That he literally on our way home bought one, and then we did it weekly, sometimes daily, so I could try to figure out how to create that barrel whip that that drill really entailed. Um, again, this was a long time ago, and I learned it, but I I've met probably twenty or thirty coaches at this point that also use this with their athletes, and it's super efficient to create barrel whip and create a, a better barrel path and hand path. Uh, to and through the ball. It's really tough. Like I said, if you start out doing this, you're probably not going to be that great at it right away. I like to sometimes do front arm and then back arm solo, and then put two arms on the chuck it and kind of like do that type of progression. Do about like, I don't know, five or 10 on one arm, five or 10 on the other arm, and then put the two hands together so that you can kind of like put those together and then pair that with some actual swings where they can kind of really work on creating that movement pattern. Those are some ways that I use it. You literally can be creative here. But if it's uncomfortable, if your athlete's not good at the beginning, you need to tell her that she's not supposed to be good at it yet. It probably took me two or three months to feel like I really understood it and could could really develop it. And another side note, I didn't just stop using it after I figured it out. I think a lot of people, they do drills and then they figure out the drills and they stop doing them. But if you get results from something like the Chuck It!, then you need to be consistently adding that to your routine, to your practice routine. Even if you just start with 10 of them with two hands after you've understood how to do it and just getting the movement pattern down repeatedly and then go into your hitting session, it's just 10 swings with it. We don't wanna forget the signature drills that help us become who we are. That was a signature drill to help me keep my hands inside and create good barrel whip at contact. So, if this is something that works for you, again, work your tail off to get good at it, but don't stop using it. Obviously, you can use it for your dog if you want, but don't stop using it just because you understood it and figured it out. Because you need to be- create routines that require you to be consistent and to create those movement patterns. Because as soon as you stop using those movement patterns, you might forget them. And then all of a sudden we're back to where we are where we're casting our hands. So that's my spiel on the chucket. I am obsessed with it. It's really going to increase your barrel whip. It's $12, like I said on Amazon. Um, They actually come in two different sizes. There's like a mini version. So if you want to just do one arms, the mini versions, you can use that. I have the larger version. We also do one arms with the larger version. I feel like the larger one is more of a dual purpose because you can't really use the little one with two hands um, or else you'll be swinging like a T-Rex if you use two hands. Um, so I recommend the larger one and that one's $12. Um, but like I said, you can find this chucket in the show notes. And if you still don't believe me that it's an incredible tool, I will also link my blog post that I wrote about it expressing how how much of a signature drill this is and how important it is. All right, number three you need a good tee. All right. Have you guys ever swung off of a tee and like every third rep, the tee's falling over because you went hard, but then it knocked over. Well, when your tee consistently knocks over, your athlete starts to think, oh my gosh, like I need to really overcompensate and really get on top of the ball. But in reality, she probably just like went really hard and went really fast, but she just didn't meet the ball exactly with the barrel. So it's kind of like really negative feedback if your tee keeps falling over. Sometimes when you're trying something and I tell my athlete like hit this ball as hard as you humanly possibly can. Like that's a drill that we're doing. We're trying to create this mindset of attack, attack, attack. If you swing and miss and you hit the tee, like I'm not really that mad about it because you went hard. You did as I as I requested. You went hard. But when a tee falls over all the time, it's like, wow, I really suck at hitting. <laughs> Like anybody that would knock over a tea would probably say this to themselves, but ideally, we, a, we want to create it. We one we want a durable tea that's not going to fall over all the time. My favorite tea right now is the Jugs tea. Um, the Jugs tea it's a blue tea. It's made by Jugs, the same company that makes those um, pitching machines. I was introduced to it once. I'm obsessed. I went out and bought one. It is about hundred dollars, and some of you are like hundred dollars. Think about. The quality of the tea because this I've never found a tea that's had this much durability. It rarely, if ever, falls over because it's heavy. It's a heavy tea. Um, you can also like take it apart, so if you have to travel and stuff, um, it's a heavy tea but it's durable. The height goes high. I can't tell you how many times I've had a tea that just isn't high enough for me. I'm almost six foot tall. I need to be able to get to pitches that are like at the top of my strike zone, if not above. And that he gets there. It also goes significantly low. Um, rarely are you going to find tees that are like, they actually go to knee level, but it, it is significantly low. And like I said, it's heavy. So it's not going to fall over all the time. And it's just good quality. So for me, a hundred dollars is definitely worth it for a tee. Um, it might not be worth it for you. There are other tees out there, but when it comes to durability, that one's my favorite. Um, I know some people that take teas like the, I'm putting myself on the spot again, but a little bit of the lighter teas. And what they do is they actually put like a little weight with a, with a circle in the middle and they put it in the middle of their tea to like make it be heavier, but you don't need to do that for this tea. It's literally durable enough. Um, but that's my favorite tea. And it's, it's essential to have a good tea because when you have a good tea, it's durable. It kind of does what it's supposed to you don't have to worry about it and for me it's like the last thing i want to do is try to figure out why my tea isn't moving up and down or um, why it gets stuck or why it's just falling apart this tea will last two years um I've only had mine for a year, but I know other people that have had it much longer um, and really, really love it. Now, another tea that, again, is a little bit on the pricier side. It's over $100. It's called a ZVT. They were kind enough to send me one recently, and I've been using it with my athletes. Um, they keep restructuring the model to make it more durable, and it's gotten durable every time they've sent me a new tee. I've kind of helped sample and model it for them. Um, but what I love about it is the there's little like prongs and led lights, like in the middle of the T um, that the ball sits on. So once you make contact for like a second or like a half a second, I don't know exactly the metrics, it flashes a color and there, it like alternates between like five or six colors. And what I love about that is When an athlete hits the ball, if you see that your athlete's like lifting her head too early or opening up too early, she probably wouldn't be able to see the light that comes out of the tee. So with that, I think it's really, really crucial for any athlete that needs to keep her head down, this tee is the bomb. It is the bomb.com. It is a tool that I whip out at least once a day for my lessons if an athlete is struggling with pulling her head a little bit. So in order to make great contact, you have to see the ball hit your bat. And sometimes athletes are so excited that they lift their head to go find the ball before they've actually hit it. So the ZVT, again, I'll put it in my show notes. It's a little over a hundred dollars, but again, like there's a lot going on here. There's a battery at the bottom. Um, I don't recommend using it outside. Um, I think that's how my first tee kind of like broke apart. It's because it rained one day. Um, I didn't completely break apart. It still worked, but it wasn't as amazing as it was the day I got it out of the box. Um, so I don't recommend using it outside, but it's a really awesome tool to keep your head down. Again, link will be in the show notes. Um, another thing with a tea, I know we talked about the importance of having a good tea, but don't just have a good tea to have a good tea. You need a tea that's gonna be able to move and have high pitches, low pitches, all these other spots. And I want to give you a simple warm up that I learned at a very young age. And I did it almost every single time that I picked up a bat to hit. Um, It was about a a 15 minute routine. And like I said, this routine was essential for me in the long run, being able to attack different pitches in the zone. And it's just called 45 swings. Um, And these 45 swings are basically when you cut put myself in the spot here again, but good thing I just wrote this yesterday on a virtual lesson that I had. You basically, if this is, and by the way, anybody that can't see me, I'm actually recording this and it's going to be up on YouTube. But basically, if you think of your strike zone, there's nine zones in it. There's high in, there's middle in, there's low in, there's high middle, 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 low, middle, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. I'm going to show you a little graphic here on um, YouTube, but this is kind of your your zones. These are your nine zones, and when I started my hitting sessions, every single time I went to a coach, and literally I couldn't start until I did these forty-five swings. Um, but you hit five balls in each of those nine spots. So Chris Bryant, he he's one of my favorite hitters. This is why I'm using him right now as an example. He said he always starts off the tee and starts high and goes low. So preferably right now with my lessons, we do start high and go low because the higher pitches are likely the tougher pitches. And if you can get to a high pitch, it makes all the other locations much easier to get to. So start high, do five um, in each one of the zones. Again, it could take 12, 15 minutes depending on how you want to go through this, Um, but go at your own rate, go at your own pace. But I will say that that is the ultimate muscle memory tool the ultimate tool. If you struggle with getting to the high and outside pitch, it's probably because you're not working on it. You're not working on the mechanics to help feel it. So the key about the five swings in that spot is your first one or two swings might not be gravy. They might not be good, but your job is to work to by the fifth ball, you crush it. And sometimes I hit a sixth or seventh ball in order to feel myself crush at least one of these. So that's the key. The key is consistency. The key is putting your body in the right place to drive a pitch. And these are all the different spots that you should be hitting those pitches hard. And ideally we do want to hit every single spot that could hit the strike zone hard. That makes us a very, very tough hitter to face. So that is a simple way you can use your tee, just do the 45 swings, drill. It's not really a drill. It's just a routine. Um, and I firmly believe if you do this every single time that you hit, you will set yourself apart from everybody else. Guaranteed. I don't know how we can guarantee that, but I, I guarantee it. All right. Now that I've taken a sip of my tea, warmed up my throat a little bit, let's talk about number four, the insider bat. All right. I will tell you, I have not worked at the hitter with the inside bat in a long time. I actually don't even own one yet. I'm gifting myself this this week <laughs> because. This is one of the tools, again, in college where at Purdue, I was introduced to this thing and I hated it. I hated the insider bat. I hated it because it was hard. I hated it because it truly told you if your hand stayed close to your body or not. When it comes to movement patterns, I very thoroughly could not tell you enough how much I love the insider bat. And simply, it's basically creating a movement pattern to keep your hands tight and inside every single ball that you hit. If your hands ever get outside of a pitch that you're trying to hit, you will always pull it, um, probably foul and not, and you won't hit it well. If you don't pull it, you won't hit it well. But the insider bat, again, I'm putting myself on the spot because I don't have one or a way to express this, but it's basically like this metal rod. It's red and it has a flat surface on the very end. And the nice thing is there's this little knob that comes out of where you put your hands and it really, it makes sure your your top index finger kind of wraps around it. And it, it gives you like a really nice loose grip, which is what you want to have on your real bat. Again, those of you listening can't see me, but YouTube can see this. Your index finger being up allows you to have a little bit more of a loose grip and allows your wrist to have a little bit more flexibility and room to work and whip. Um, so it's not just working on getting inside pitches, it's really helping you have a good grip as well, which is something that I took for granted in college and didn't understand. But now I understand how crucial and essential it is. Um, But I love this drill. So that flat part, I guess I didn't finish describing it. It basically is like a red rod and then it like bends at about a 45 degree angle. And that's the 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 45 degree angle part, that's the part that has the flat surface. So basically you want the flat surface at contact to be facing the pitcher. So it takes a really intricate, um, great barrel that's inside the ball to be able to face it in that direction. And again, it took me months to figure this out. And I was a college athlete struggling with this. So if your athlete struggles with this, Do not get mad at her. She is trying her best. But as long as you keep encouraging her, you're going to figure it out. You're going to figure it out. She will figure it out. Um, Just keep going. But here's a little tip for if this is something for you, if your daughter does struggle with maybe hitting inside pitch as well, or is casting on the outside pitch instead of staying inside it. Um, and working through it the insider bat is definitely for you and this is a simple tactic for when you get it if you get it Um, start with the t not out by your front foot but a little bit closer to you because again you're using kind of a smaller rod to try to hit it you're not using a long back to get to contact so maybe a little bit closer to you and start just down the middle Start down the middle. If she struggles down the middle already, like maybe even start a little outside so she can kind of at least try to get her elbows bent at contact. And then once she starts hitting those solid, and by the way, you're not hitting real balls. I need to emphasize that. You are hitting tennis balls. You're hitting tennis balls over and over and over, or wiffle balls, doesn't matter. Just don't use a real ball or you're going to break this rod. But you're trying to just level out, try to hit some line drives, and you're stopping basically at contact when you're swinging or going to extension. You really, it wouldn't make any sense to do a full swing because this thing, it's only a couple ounces. It's not heavy. Uh, So just stopping at contact, trying to make sure your elbows are bent at a 90 degree angle at contact. Again, trying to work up the middle with these is the key to create that flat surface at contact. So I would say do some outside pitches maybe if you're first starting it out. If you tend to like start hitting those at the middle, then move the tee a little bit more inside and then move the tee a little bit more inside from that. Keep going inside so it's uncomfortable only way we can grow is if we're uncomfortable and this drill is going to make you uncomfortable. This, this device is going to make you uncomfortable. And honestly, it's worth every penny in my opinion. Um, I just found it and I really hope this deal isn't over once this episode airs. I'm going to be really upset with myself, but I just looked, it's a daily steal for like 27 99 on like this daily steals website. I've never seen it before, but I literally found it there, but it's normally like 50 or 60 bucks. Um, and again, it is worth every penny. It is, we had like five or six of them for our team. And like every day in the fall, I swear we were using this. And every day we were like miserable because we were like, Oh, we have to do this. But I'm telling you the more reps you put in, and if you have gamers that you are raising or coaching, they're going to, they're going to work their butts off to figure it out. And let me tell you, same thing with the chug it, same thing with the insider bat. Once your athlete figures it out, and if she's worked her butt off to try to figure it out, you better celebrate with ice cream or popcorn or a movie or something because that deserves to be celebrated. It is hard. These drills, these tools are hard to use, but once you get it, it deserves to be celebrated. Okay. It could just be a piece of candy. It doesn't have to be a full movie with the movie theater popcorn for a 40 bucks. Like, no, 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 that doesn't have to be what it is. But celebrate, find a way to celebrate. All right. My favorite, my favorite, my favorite, my favorite, number five, a hitting journal. Okay. Before you like just stop listening because you've heard me talk about hitting journals all the time. Stick with me. A hitting journal is something that I wish I would have learned how to use at an earlier age. A hitting journal was the only thing that got me out of the biggest rut that I was ever in when I was playing pro. It was the only way I got out of this. Um, when I say the biggest rut, I still haven't shared my entire story about my professional career, but it wasn't good. At the first year and a half of playing pro in my two-year career, it was not good. But once I started learning the concepts of journaling, learning how you can put in a tiny little bit of work on your mental game, putting in your reps... And just working on just, okay, what does a great swing feel like? Keeping it simple. Getting your thoughts and your feelings on just game-like hitting situations. It's crucial. It's everything. I literally, every single athlete that comes into my cage, if she's new, she doesn't have a journal yet because I still need to get more shipped to me, <laughs> which they will be here. But every single athlete that I work with has a journal. And if they don't have it that day, one, ten, they do 10 burpees. But they at least journal in their phone because it's important to be able to think for yourself and learn how to own your swing. So you don't need a specific journal like the Always Grind 365 journal that you hear in commercials all the time. You just need a journal. You just need a journal and a pen and you're more likely to remember something when you write it down. This is why I don't advise the phone. I advise a pen to paper. You don't even want to know what my journals look like. They are packed full of things but they're how you get out of a rut. They are how you, how you learn what great things went into your great performances. And that's exactly the reading that you should do before a big performance. Because when you look back at a great performance, let's say you went three for four and hit a game-winning RBI, you don't wanna forget that moment. You don't wanna forget what went into that, right? Right? So having it written down in a journal is the perfect thing to read when you're not doing well, when you're, when you struck out and you don't know why, when you are losing belief in yourself. And also when you have a big game and you, and you need to perform well, go over what you did to perform well. What were you saying to yourself in the box? What was your intention? What did I do in my routine before my at-bat? These are things that we don't think about enough. We don't analyze. And I know I'm talking a lot about this hitting journal, but here are a few things that I have my athletes write down. And again, they do this in their Always Grind 365 hitting journal, um, which I'll, I'll talk about here in a little bit if you are interested in it. But if you don't have one, you don't need one. You just need pen and paper and some prompts. So after every lesson, I have my athlete write three things that they did well that day. So three things that They did well, sometimes I, actually every time, I give them one of the three that I saw. Um, If their parent is there, a lot of times I have the parent tell them something that they saw that they did well, because nothing's better than getting praise from mom and dad, right? Like them being able to see things you didn't even see in yourself, it's awesome. And then I have the athlete write one thing that they thought they did well. If it was a really just dang good day, I just have them keep writing things that they did well. It doesn't hurt. And then after that, I have them write down one thing that they learned from the day. It's either something that they learned about themselves, like, hey, I can't hit the high and inside pitch well, if they've been struggling with it. Um, Or maybe it's something like, I learned a new drill today. Uh, I learned that the inside pitch is something that I'm struggling with right now. It it literally could be anything. I learned that the ground is supposed to provide energy. I hope that athletes come to my lessons and they learn. And whenever they hit, whether it's with you or with a coach or with their team, they always are learning something and just giving them the prompt, the cue to just think of what's something that you learned. Might take them five minutes to figure it out, but there's something at least that they've learned. And they need to get into the habit of talking about things that they did well, talking about the things that they learned. And then the last thing that I have them write down is one thing that you're going to improve. And when I say... Going to improve, it's I didn't do this well today, but now I know what I'm gonna to continue to work on. So let's say the changeup really exposed them in this lesson or practice or game. Well, the one thing that you're going to improve is being able to read and hit the change up, or even just take it. That's the key. I'm giving you guys so many little gems today, but the key to like hitting the changeup is being able to take the change up. If you can take the changeup, you can hit the change up. So start taking it first, not with two strikes. Please don't do that. But if you can recognize it early, that's the key. All right. So again, went on on a tangent. But one thing that you're going to improve. And when I say going to improve, like I said, let's say you had a lesson. You really stunk at the low and outside pitch. Your job is to go home and work on that low and outside pitch and hit it well. That's your job. That's how you're going to improve. And even more specifically, plan when you're going to work on improving it. Because if you just say, I'm going to get better at that, and then you show up to your next lesson, you're like, I didn't work on that. Well, then what are we going to do this whole lesson? Do the same thing we just did the last lesson? What a waste of money, right? Go home, even if it's just like five minutes a day or 10 minutes every other day or whatever, focusing on the lone outside pitch, that's how you gain confidence with it. That's how you learn how to hit it. And again, that's just one location. There's (laughs) eight others. And there's a bunch of other pitches that you can master as well. And this simply thinking about, okay, what can I improve? It gives yourself and your athlete the hungry mindset of not the like never settling, but also like the, I can always improve at something, but getting them thinking, okay, what is it that I can work to improve this week? And soon they're going to be asking and begging you to go practice because they know that they need to work at this thing. They wrote it down in their journal. So again, you can do this in any journal I do recommend also like what drills did you do? What was your focus of the day? These are all things inside the Always Grind 365 journal. Um, Always Grind they make journals for catchers, for pitchers. Um, they do game logs. The one that I'm specifically talking about is the hitter's journal. So basically the um, a lot of the stuff we write down is for cage work specifically because I'm a hitting coach. And these are something that all of the athletes that I work with in person or inside my membership, they all get this. But if you are neither one of those and this is something that you want, um, I again, we'll put the link in the show notes. But basically, it's all of these questions, but all, they're all prompt. They're all, they're all on there. And it's, a, it's a, an essential tool in my cage. It's more important than any of the other things that I just told you about. That journal is everything. Um, so if you want that journal, you can use my code AshleyB at checkout for a discount. You also can get, like, if you want to get it for your team, just shoot me an email. I'll put my email in the show notes as well. Shoot me an email and I can get you a deal on, like, an entire team order as well. And you can put your team's logo on it. That's how mine are that I give my athletes. I think it's kind of a cool little element to kind of, like, put your signature on something. But if you guys are interested in that, again, go to the show notes, send me an email. I can get you access to it. But a journal is crucial. And I hope that at least this was just a little bit of, like, a little dressing, a little sriracha on like how you can elevate your training. Athletes that journal, they think better, they own their swing better, they're not reliant on a coach all the time, they figure out things on their own better, they are smarter, they are eager and hungrier. Like this these are just all the traits that I've seen people that journal have. So again, always grind 365, you can find this, but if you don't want it, it's $25 for a journal. Um, cheaper if you use my code, but you can use anything, just any sort of piece of paper. Um, The key is to be consistent and write these things down always. All right. Believe it or not, that was my five things, my five favorite hitting tools. I was going to mention the PVC pipe, but I think I need to just like create an entire series around the PVC pipe because the PVC pipe, if you just look at it, it's like you can get one for like one cent at any store, um, but the the ways that I use it, there's so many other ways. So what I think I'm gonna do in the future is just give you an entire series on the PVC pipe. Um, if you've seen some videos on my YouTube channel um, or my Instagram or TikTok about the PVC pipe, you could utilize them in those ways. But again, there's so many different ways you can use it for your benefit. But that'll just have to be another podcast down the line. I just want to let you know that hitting is just about creativity. I think it's like a hitting coach's gift to be able to be creative and create drills or just grab anything out of the garage and be able to use it for your benefit. But your next best hitting tool could be sitting in your garage right now. It could just be sitting there. It might be the PVC pipe that I was mentioning. It could be anything. It could be that dog toy. (laughs) Um, Now, I'm not saying you should just grab things out of your garage and hope that it helps you hit. No, that's not what I'm saying. But what's always fun is when I work with an athlete virtually and I'm I'm just looking in their garage and I'm like, man, that heavy bat, that looks like a really heavy bat. It looks like a slow pitch bat. They're like, yeah, it's a heavy bat. I'm like, great. You have something heavy to go swing right now. Go swing it five times and let's go take some regular swings. And they're like, whoa, I'm faster. I'm like, yeah, there's just so many things out there that are cheap. Like I know some of these things that I gave you are expensive, but there are so many cheap ways to get better at hitting. You don't have to spend a thousand dollars on a hitting device to get better at hitting. Like I know there's this, oh, I don't want to diss this company, but there's a company that does something very similar to Chuck It where you have to buy the device for, I think it's like 30, 40 bucks, but the Chuck It's 12. (laughs) So again, finding tools, finding things that are kind of unconventional, like try them out. You know, not all of these things might work for you. The insider bat, if used well, I believe can work for you, but find your signature drills, get really good at them. All right, a recap on the five things that I love hitting tool-wise are the J-bands, working on your core strength and arm strength. That's essential. You don't really need anybody but yourself to perform that. The chuck-it, the dog toy, the thing that's going to work on your barrel whip. It's huge. Three, the jugs tea or the ZVT, just a good tea in general. Like invest in a good tea in yourself. Again, none of these companies are paying me to talk about them. I just think that a good quality tea that can go to the height that you want it, that's heavy, that's not gonna fall over, they're essential. Um, and definitely try out that 45 swings routine that I told you about. It will change the game for you. Four, the insider bat. Again, I don't even have one right now, but I used it in college. And I, as I was coming up with these, I was like, I have to talk about this thing. It changed the game for me as a hitter in college. Again, they're not paying me to talk about them. I just really love this product. Go use it. You will definitely find that your hands are closer to your body. You're making better contact. And again, it's going to be hard before it gets easy. So be patient with this one. And then the last thing is a hitting journal. Get your thoughts down on paper. Write down the good, write down the bad, write down the ugly. This is the only way you're going to become the best version of you. All right. That's pretty much it. But I want to know what your signature tools are that you use for hitting. I know there's so many out there. There's hitting coaches that listen to this and I am eager to know what yours are. Um, and because I'm always curious, I'm so curious to see what other people are doing across the country. So if you have a signature tool that you use, I want you to go to the ABT community, the Facebook group that I have. And yes, you do have to ask to join, but I will Everybody can join but it's kind of like an exclusive group where we share our deepest, darkest secrets, not darkest. Um, But that's kind of like just a community where people are helping each other out, celebrating wins, celebrating the fact that these awesome Halloween costumes were just worn um, at these tournaments. It was so fun. But if you have a tool, I want to know what they are and every other people do too. So go to the ABT community and write down what drills and maybe just like pictures as well of what tools that you use and it can just maybe spark something for somebody else and change their hitting lives. I'm curious to see what you guys write. So go over there, join the group, put in your signature tools that you use. I cannot wait to see what you guys show in the inside there. All right. If you are loving this podcast or this episode just kind of really got you excited about this off season and some things that you want to go get, or you have a teammate or a friend or a coaching friend or a mom friend that you think would really love this, please share it with them. Please do it. We, I feel like in the game of softball, it's everybody's job. You signed up for this sport. This is what I'm going to say. It's everybody's job to help make this game as great as it can be. That's my mission with this podcast. And I need your help. So please share this with anyone or everyone that you feel like could gain some knowledge from this or just get excited about to train this off season. I love talking, hitting. And I hope if you're still listening, you love talking, hitting. So talk about it with a buddy uh, again, word of mouth is everything. This is how this podcast has almost gotten 30,000 downloads, which is, unflippin believable, but it's you. You are the reason why this podcast has been able to grow and every single listen, every single download, like specifically reviews are like the biggest way to make this podcast grow. So if you can review and maybe write a little comment, um, if you like this episode or things that you like that I can keep sharing, I would love that, but just share it with whoever you believe needs this and help grow the game with me. (laughs) That's your invitation. All right. Like I said, this stuff, you you don't become better without putting in the work, so I hope that your athlete is excited to work on maybe some of her weaknesses that exposed her this summer. Um, I hope some of these tools excite you and her to be able to work on um, mastering some of these skills, which I firmly believe these things can, and just keep working. Just chip away. Few reps a day, that's all you need. It really compiles on each other. Don't look at the huge mountain. I just heard Kobe Bryant talk about this. RIP to Kobe Bryant but I just saw it in an interview he goes I never looked at the top of the mountain that was too much it was too much to stare at but he said I just looked at what was in front of me and I found a way to just get one step higher every day so find your one step find your one thing that you can grow at and soon you'll be at the top of the mountain you'll be like wow this is amazing what's next there's a lot you can learn from Kobe Bryant man love that guy okay I'm gonna leave you to it Thanks for tuning in this week and don't forget to stay awkward, stay humble and keep smiling. See you next week.